0: A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more to help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. COVID-19 patients need your help. If you fully recovered from COVID-19
1: or unknowingly been exposed to it,
0: you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover.
1: Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies.
0: Visit vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood.
1: That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T.org. Help save lives and schedule your appointment at vitalant.org. You could help save lives. This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings no other cabbage would do because no other cabbage tastes like you we love you napa cabbage just don't tell green onion napa cabbage one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty flavorful korean dumpling from bibigo go handcrafted go bibigo authentic korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle Daniel Savin, welcome to Confessions of a Marketer. It's great to have you back.
0: Um, thank you, Mark. It's good to be back.
1: So you've been a guest before, but for those listeners who are new, can you share your background and tell us about your current role at Capgemini?
0: Of course. I am the Senior Director of Marketing Solutions under Interactive and Customer Platforms at Capgemini. Mm-hmm. That's a mouthful.
1: <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: I've been in retail for way over 20 years, half the time as a consultant to retailers and the other half as a retailer myself, pre-e-commerce, so I've seen it all. This year, I've seen a lot more in a much shorter amount of time.
1: Yeah. The thing that you hear about you know, the pandemic since March or late February, whenever it really started taking off, is that digital transformation has been accelerated. I've been hearing about digital transformation since the 1990s, doesn't seem to be done. So what do you think of that?
0: I don't think it's ever done, but what I do think is what Amazon did for e-commerce, and what our department store did for the beginning of the 20th century, pandemic has done in five months. Yeah. So I do think it's changed consumer behavior so quickly. And because of the length of time, Consumers will their behavior is now set.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we are in the in the pandemic. How how should retailers be preparing for an early start to the holiday shopping season?
0: So this year's holiday shopping season, it won't be unlike any that's come before, at least in my time as a marketer. You know, there's fewer in-person activities due to health and safety concerns. We have a major election commanding a lot of attention, and we do have an unsettled economy. There are all important factors changing consumer behavior right. in the last five months or all, most of 2020. It also means dusting off last year's and many years prior's holiday playbook. It just won't work this year. Uh, many consumers plan to start their holiday shopping earlier. It's been done in so many surveys so I think in July, a consumer survey found that 39% start, planned to start shopping the holidays in October. Yeah. We didn't have any real back to school. Um, there were no ads. There was nothing. The whole back to school is a whole nother session, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure.
0: There's going to be no Halloween. LA actually canceled it this morning. Um. But we're still all in our houses, and we're doing our best to create a new normal. You know, our consumers, including myself, I'm on the phone. I'm on my computer more than ever. I think as retailers, we need to begin to message everyone now about how this holiday will be different and, and still be able to be special and important. There'll be less like travel, at least on airplanes. You know, we're going to be seeing most likely smaller gatherings. And there's more time to think about the thought process of gift giving and celebrations.
1: Yeah. 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 A lot more planning going into whatever you do these days, right?
0: You have more time. and Yes. And you're on your computer more, which is shocking.
1: (laughs) So other than, you know, that pandemic and the economic conditions that are hanging over us, how else will this year's shopping season be different than last year's?
0: So I think most retailers know, you know, we've seen... And I think there's been a lot of stats to speak to this, but on average, there's been a 30% growth in e-commerce traffic since the pandemic. And then, you know, even our own clients, we've seen almost 500% growth on some of them, depending on their category and who they're catering to. We've also seen a lot of B2B retailers go to B2C as an opportunity to pick up a new channel and new customers. And I hate throwing out stats, but I mean, they're helpful. So one of these stats completely surprises me. So this was actually from Google. So 39% of people who purchased in the last five months were the first time they ever purchased online. Hmm. Um, You know, because retail, brick and mortar was still a how many trillion dollar business. Right. And no matter what you know we know that digital has been growing year over year over year in the last 20 years but it still still did not reach the height of you know brick and mortar mm-hmm. we also found out like there's like 37% of brands that were discovered by selling directly to their consumers and that has a lot to do with what social platforms are doing especially fledgling brands and smaller merchants, have, because they're so nimble and flexible, have really been able to break through and be successful at an SMB level. And then there's also a lot of loyalty there, because we've already created that behavior. So we also have, I guess, that, that 83% will continue to purchase this way. So why is that going to be different? It's going to be different because I think retailers need to be extremely ready for the onslaught of online ordering, which I think they've already seen and and hopefully are reacting to with their system integrator internally with their IT to be prepared for the bandwidth and the needs of the consumer.
1: Yeah. Early this year when the pandemic started, I think I heard the words supply chain Uh. in the news more than ever. I've written about it over my career, but as a public term, supply chain was just bandied about because of masks and toilet paper and all all these things that were in short supply. And now here we are a couple of months out from the beginning of the holiday season and retailers need to pay attention to logistics and supply chain efficiencies. What's the best way to do that?
0: So when I do these type of interviews or bylines, I always wish they were in March and not in September <laughs> towards technology companies for a long time.
1: I was talking about COVID in, <laughs> in March.
0: I, 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 yeah. And so exactly. I don't think we knew in March what we know now. Yeah. What, what I'll say is I do know that there are retailers that are very successful right now. And those retailers have, change their brick and mortar into fulfillment centers. And, and that is very difficult to do. We're in September, but, you know, I do think retailers that are going to do well, I'm not trying to stray away from the question you asked, are ones that were ready for real omni-channel. They're calling it mono-channel now, but like they're prepared for BOPUS, ROPUS, curbside. <laughs> I know that Dick's Sporting Goods, for instance, and not a client, is doing extremely well, yeah. and they did not open most of their stores, and they have a very big footprint. But as far as seamless technology, they were able to integrate their stores into their ERP, into their WMS. And I, I personally had, you know, have made orders from them, and they, they've I've had same day shipping because there's a store here that it's not opened, and they're using it as a warehouse, which yeah the biggest thing for retailers, not consumers, is that they really need to understand what their inventory is. I would say in the last five months, I've had more canceled orders and lost orders than I have in the last 20 years. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the biggest thing, if you can't do a lot of these integrations in the next six weeks, eight weeks, it's something that should be on your roadmap. But whatever retailers do, they need to make a seamless an effortless experience for the customer, whatever that is. I mean, if it's like being staffed correctly based upon your forecast and the trend that's been going on as an increase in traffic, just knowing for the customer to know where their order is or not ordering something that they can't find is going to mean a lot to have customer satisfaction. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have always had customer satisfaction, but I think it's more important now than ever.
1: Definitely, and it's kind of related to my next question. We talk marketing on this podcast.
0: <laughs> I speak so much about integration and yeah. technology, but it's hard.
1: But it's 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 all in order to have a business that is customer facing. You need all of that stuff undergirding your your marketing
0: efforts. Of course, if you've recovered from COVID nineteen or unknowingly been exposed to it. You may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today.
1: And I'm interested, people bandy this term digital marketing around, and, and I think it made sense 15, 20 years ago because it was distinct from marketing. But now I think of it as as marketing, right? And mm-hmm. personalization is benefit of digital marketing the capability you have to personalize an experience so in fact the experience i have when i go to say amazon is different than yours because they know you and they know me and they're not going to just present you know one experience so so that that's the root of this question what kind of personalization and digital marketing efforts will be A, well-received this year or be undertaken this year? What do you think?
0: So Mark, we're still going back to technology. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. No, that's fine.
0: <laughs> so yes, we speak about this a lot, whether it was a pandemic or not, we were moving toward a more personalized experience, which means a lot of segmentation, a lot of targeting and messaging. And so I do think that, retailers at this point can go back and look at their list and resegment them based upon behavior, based upon journeys. I'm not sure at this point if they could get to a personalized experience, but what they can do is around messaging. So I don't know if it's because I'm a marketer, I'm overly sensitive to the emails or SMS messages I get that do not take into Correlation? What is going on in the world? Or no? I I think I mean that falls on deaf ears and actually makes me angry. So coupons and discounts are great, and but if it's not about pricing, we need messaging that's resonating with Mm -hmm. what the customer is experiencing. They don't have to speak to COVID, but they do need to speak to isolation or being at home or things that really matter to their customer. I've seen, um, and I'll just bring up, like, I think, you know, retailers are having a hard time like department stores and I'll, I'll take Neiman Marcus. I think they've done a really good job of changing their taxonomy instead of saying, you know, athleisure, they're saying workout at home. Right. I have a client that is a brand manufacturer for sporting apparel and they've purchased into non soft goods, you know, workout equipment you can do at home on their front page. So. Really, I think merchandising and the way you message, either even on display advertising, it needs to have a sense of awareness of what is going on. Right. Marketing calendars, which I'd always say, look at last year. I wouldn't look at last year. You know, I would update all your messaging, your language. The other thing I would do is SMS is so strong, especially I, I, I'm not a fan of, I, I would say, transactional emails on SMS, but I am on triggers, like knowing that my order has been picked, packed, and shipped, knowing that it's on its way, that it hit my UPS store because I have a different mailing address and my billing address. These are just little things that we can do. And, And it goes back to personalization, but really making, again, the most seamless, effortless experience that we can do in a short term.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about customer service. You referenced it briefly, yeah. but I also want to tell you a tale of woe. Yeah. Back in late February, I bought a couple of pairs of sneakers uh, from a manufacturer. I went to their store near Boston and bought them, and they're sneakers that I've bought over and over again over the years, and they know my size, and I know what – and so I bought the, the ones I tried them on in the store – And they seemed fine, brought them home, and they just didn't feel right. They felt like they were manufactured differently than previous models, which is not unexpected these days. But then the pandemic hit, and I was going to take them back, but the store was closed, right? So I called them and said, hey, can I mail these back to you? No, you can't do that because you have to go to the store. And I said, well, the store's closed. And they said, I'll take them back when the store reopens. And I thought, okay, (laughs) well, I'm just going to forget about this, right? And, you know, there's $200 or whatever it was down the drain. But I kept the two boxes somewhere in the house with the receipt in one of the boxes. And that kind of bad experience on the phone with them for like an hour, trying to figure out how I could get them back without going to the store, actually turned into a good experience because I went there the other day and it was like two minutes. I gave them the receipt, they found the transaction, and they turned a kind of unpleasant experience until, you know, me leaving without the two boxes full of sneakers that I didn't want, you know? So so I, I guess that's, you know, people are so stressed right now about just everything else in their life that if a retailer can at least relieve what they can control for this person – That makes a happy experience. And so, I guess that's what I'm asking is how can customer service departments, you know, step up for this shopping season?
0: It's a very great segue. First, service teams really need a good forecast from the marketing department. So, based on the trends, they need enough seats. You know, we also need enough they need enough people in their warehouses to get the orders out to re- take the returns in there needs to be a lot of empathy mm. i would say more training of course i think this should always have you know been happening but just there should be more empathy i do think that re- returns relaxing return policies would be beneficial and bring in more loyalty and also there are things you can do in the next four or five weeks. So we want to make sure that there's no, I can't believe I'm going to say if you call in, but I've had to call a lot of customer service departments in the last 60 days if they didn't have chat. So you want low wait times, Yeah. very, very small retailers. You want to leave a message. You want to know that you're going to be heard. You definitely want chat cues. You want to be able to resolve it through an email with, a trigger coming back saying that we'll get back to you in 48 hours. You know, the customer needs to understand that they will be heard.
1: Yeah.
0: A lot of emphasis needs to be on customer service for the customer experience, especially if you can't get to being able to return in store or buy online and pick up curbside. Right. And that's something that should be on everybody's list. There's other, also other point solutions out there for like pure plays, like Revolve Clothing, a lot of retailers that are completely online, they've gone to something called like Happy Returns, where you can actually go to a physical location like Amazon has set up, drop it off and get your money back in 48 hours. Right. At this point, I do think that we have to take the sensitivity into a lot of people having a lot of hardship right now. How can we um, alleviate that through... Uh, making sure that they get credited or they get their money back, and that their purchase is not permanent.
1: Yeah. So, just one one final question. <laughs> Whenever we get out of COVID, mm-hmm. and assuming the economy slowly rebounds, it's probably going to be a while. What does the retail landscape look like online and brick and mortar? I've seen so many stores close, you know, small mom and pops and, you know, chain stores are are both experiencing huge issues. Is this a moment of cleansing for the business? Does Amazon come in and buy a bunch of these uh, locations and put in some brick and mortars? Uh, You know, what, what does the future really look like? Is it bright?
0: It's gonna be different. I don't really wanna talk about commercial real estate or retail real yeah, right now yeah. because I don't know and I don't have crystal ball. I do think that our economy will rebound. And I do think that anything from a small retailer to an enterprise retailer needs to invest in digital transformation, as we started at the <laughs> interview. But yeah. I can't really invest in it because they you know, a lot of these retailers will not be out of leases for many years, unless they file for chapter yeah. and they have a lot of inventory and, you know, they have a brand. And so there's nothing that will stop them. I mean, we, I think there's a lot of innovation out there for them to be successful Yeah, online and delivering to your home. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to brick and mortar, but I don't think, I do believe that our economy will reach Rebound. I just think that um, as a marketer, I cannot say this enough is that <laughs> I usually say put your money in marketing, but I'm going to say put your money in technology.
1: Yeah. That's the enabler of marketing. That's the enabler of the success of business these days.
0: It is. You know, I do think that all technology needs to be from a business user or marketing, it needs to be led. By a strategy. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I know. I just deal with a lot of TTOs.
1: I want to get some cool gear and just put it in, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. Just build it and everyone will show up. But um, yeah. I do think this is a big change. And, and, and what do they say? Three weeks to make a habit? What is five? What do five months do? Six <laughs> months, 18 months. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to make this doom and gloom. I do, I do think it's a, a time for retailers to relook at their messaging and and how they market and and who they're marketing to and take this time to really target their customer and and create some loyalty as far as millennials and cause marketing or marketing and having a something and doing something back or giving something back is also very meaningful. Because if I'm going to buy a t-shirt and price is not an option, then I'm going to do it from with someone that I'm going to have a really good experience with, and most likely someone that is giving back locally or globally.
1: Yeah, yeah. That all makes sense. I think about Best Buy, which a few years ago seemed to be irrelevant. And now, you know, just before the, the pandemic was considered almost indispensable for some people because there were actual human beings who could explain things to people.
0: Yes, uh, and we can say the same thing about Netflix about 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's being, it's being able to change, and, and these are larger retailers that were able to actually make it. So, right. being the smaller you are, the more nimble you can be. And, but yeah, this is very inter- It's going to be a very interesting holiday season.
1: Yeah. Good. Well, hey, I appreciate you joining me, Danielle. This was uh, a great discussion. And I feel like it's something we should talk every six months or so just because this uh, market is changing so much. And hopefully over the next six months, we'll have a clearer picture of what's going on with COVID and the economy.
0: I hope so, too. And Mark, thank you again for inviting me on. Thanks so much. OK, Bye bye.
1: All right, that does it for this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Reed Edwards, executive producer, writer, and host of Confessions of a Marketer. Shep Salau is my producer, helping put together the shows every week. Annalyn Timball is my assistant, and she helps with guest relations and getting everything scheduled just right. Thanks, Sheb and Annalyn. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is Copyright 2020. Stay healthy and see you next time.